Hi, welcome to episode 52 of ThriftyCast. This is Eric. And this is Kathleen. And our topic for today is nice guys finish last. And we will talk about what that means in just a minute. But before we get to that, here's what's up. How are you doing? I'm good. I, I have a little bit of a cold, which you will quickly come to realize, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm very sorry. Um, luckily, you have a glass of water here. There's going to be... I do. There may be some coughing. Yeah. I, I sound better right now, I think. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Better than... I think I'm on the upswing. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of a twist. We're not in Chicago today. We're actually up at my place in Wisconsin. So in, in central Wisconsin. Yes. So you might hear the chickens... Yeah, or the new addition to um, the house here is that one of our cats um, had kittens about 18 days ago. Um, so they're mewing. Their mom decided to go outside to hunt or do whatever she was going to do outside, hopefully not get pregnant again. Um, and she's been out there for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just want to point out for political reasons I am deeply in favor of spaying and neutering all animals. <laughs> this was a farm cat that we adopted because there was a risk of her getting caught in farm machinery, and she's incredibly sweet, and we just loved her. She was pregnant when we got her, and um, it turns out, um, you know, I believe that every woman has a right to choose what's going to happen with her body. It turns out, I'm I'm really pro life with my own cats. I, I'm pro choice. Anti-abortion is how I'm going to put it. Not the, to get too political. Here yeah, wow, guys. you really did. Yeah. Um, the kittens are adorable. I'm mm-hmm. going to pull us back from that. <laughs> the kittens are really adorable, and I am not a cat or kitten person. Yeah. I am firmly a dog person, but I have spent a lot of time with these kittens on this visit, and if I could take one home and my dog wouldn't eat it, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really, really sweet to watch. Yeah. But I'm, I'm actually getting anxious. I'm waiting for mom. To, to come back. Yeah. In fact, we may need to take a little break at some point if mom shows up at the door to let her in. Because she's also, obviously, she's kind of the lunch wagon yeah. for the kittens. So they, um, they're they mewing very softly. The mic's not picking it up. But yeah, they're upstairs. Yeah. And and we're shameless enough that I will probably post a kitten picture since I've taken about a hundred of them. They're really I've adorable. Here. Mom is all orange. She's yeah, she's, uh, she's a rare orange female cat. Apparently, that doesn't happen very often. Huh. Um, but apparently, um, the father, who, according to the people who own the farm, was sort of this fly by night <laughs> tomcat who ran through, um, was. Um, mostly all black. And so the kittens are this gorgeous Halloween oh, mix. So cute. One just popped out all orange, but the four of them are kind of orangey modeled with black. And, just and, and yeah, even in the few days that I've been here, their, their markings are getting more distinct and they're really, they're mm-hmm. just really adorable. So yeah. this has turned into thrifty kitten cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, the goats are good as well, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. And the dog's good, too. And the chickens. It's a really animal-centric thrifty cast today, because <laughs> that's pretty much been the trip. Well, it is. It's. I mean, it's springtime in rural Wisconsin. Everybody's having the babies. Yeah. Our, our chickens hatch some baby chicks. Yeah. They look like little penguins. It's the cutest thing ever. Um, but, yeah. And they're they're under their mom, so Kathleen hasn't even been able to see them. No, I'm just trusting Eric that there are chicks here somewhere. Yeah. And they are adorable. I kind of wonder what they're going to look like as grownups, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, that has nothing to do with thrifting. <laughs> no. Sorry. So in, in terms of the topic, like I said, the topic that we came up with for today. Oh, are we going to do 
finds of the week or stuff, or do we want to wait till afterwards? Um, I'm happy to do that now. Yeah, I know let's do exactly that now. Exactly what mine Let's is. do that now. Okay. You want to start? No, you go since you know. Oh, I had a phenomenal, phenomenal thrifting trip a few weeks ago. Um, just one of those where everything kind of went my way. It was probably the best thrifting trip I've had. Yeah, in, you were on fire. You yeah. did great. So my, and we had fun. I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like I did not have a good time. Yeah. I just wasn't finding great stuff. Yeah, and I just I got really lucky that day. I found a quilt that's probably king or queen size. Oh, it's hand, huge. Handmade, like really pretty vintage fabric. Um, they, the thrift wanted 26 bucks for it. I got it for 13 um, that's absolutely my find of the week. Um, you know, I've washed it and um, had it on the bed since then, and it's just, it's a perfect weight for kind of spring and fall weather, it's, mm-hmm. um, and it's just beautiful and well-constructed. Yeah, that was a fun day because it was a 50% off day, and we didn't realize it till we got out, mm-hmm. and there were like 50 people outside the first store we went to, Oh yeah, and we still did. I mean, I did fine, mm-hmm. and Eric did really well, so we had a great day, mm-hmm. and that was a fun, Oh, that yeah. was a really fun thrifting yeah. trip, a big, big, like four or five stores, Yeah, stopped for food, you know, it was a good, that oh, was a yeah. good trip, but that is a number of weeks ago now. Yeah. And I really haven't thrifted since then. Yeah. Um, I think... My find probably since we recorded is that um, that Fiesta Bowl that I posted a while ago. Oh, the blue. Yeah, the big blue one. Mm -hmm. Though yesterday we didn't uh, thrift, but we went to the flea market here in Wisconsin. Yeah. And we went to this other little, what's it called? The place with the petting zoo? Oh, uh, it's called Chief's Trading Post. It's in Princeton, Wisconsin. And that is thrift store-like, sort of. Very thrift store-like, yeah. Um, except there's also fireworks and a petting zoo. And a, a concrete garden statuary you can buy. Yeah, so we didn't like, look at that, though. Yeah. Um, but a petting zoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The alpaca was amazing. Yeah. Um, and one of those little machines where you put a quarter in and you get a little bit of corn and you feed. Anyway. Um, and but- they know the sound of that machine, so you put the quarter in and all these animals freak out and run over to you because yeah. they're getting fed. Yeah. yeah. So that... That I was saying more more thrift stores need to have like a novelty feature such as a petting zoo mm-hmm. or an amusement park. Um, anyway, so we did it yesterday. I got um, I got a little metal planter there for fifty cents. Oh yeah, with birds painted on it. Yes, like that I I really liked, and it was fifty cents. Mm-hmm. So that's not my find of the week, but that was my yesterday super cool find that that place is so interesting because in a lot of cases they have better than thrift store prices yeah 50 cents for that yeah i got a three dollar completed paint by numbers last supper there which you know so yeah it's just if you're ever around it's probably a mile and a half maybe two miles north of princeton wisconsin if you happen to be in the neighborhood and if you're looking for fireworks they have those too yeah it's bizarre it is really really strange yeah but it was fun. Yeah. So that planter, you would... Yeah. Uh, along think, with the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think just because the planter was yesterday. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so so on, on to the topic. Yes. Sorry. Um, nice guys finish last. Nice guys finish last. We had this thought that... It started with a conversation between <laughs> the two of us that there are certain things that appear at thrift stores that are really likable in all respects. That they're... They, they seem interesting. They seem really collectible. 
They may be visually attractive, but for whatever reason... You could take them home to your parents and they wouldn't offend. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but for whatever reason, they just... They, they're not, they don't set your heart on fire. Yeah, they don't set your heart on fire and they don't kind of... Like, it, it, it's never taken off as, like, something I want around my house or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you start. Okay. We each have five. So. Okay, so I will just say that when we talked about this topic, there was one thing that jumped up for both of us. Yes. Um, and that's on Eric's list, so I'm going to leave it alone. Uh-huh. But this was the first thing that came to mind for me, and I hope I describe it well enough. It's this hammered aluminum stuff. Um, plates, not really plates, but like a platter, a serving bowl. Cake stands. Yeah. yeah. Things that you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't cook in them, but yeah, you'd put a complete cake on it, or you mm-hmm. might put cookies on the platter. Um, I'm saying 50s. Maybe. But hammered aluminum, oftentimes etched with a design. They held up really well because of the aluminum. Yeah. It didn't rust. And they're nice. And they're one of those things that have become, people have been trying to make them a thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think millions of them were made in the 50s. Yes. And people didn't use them other than special occasions, so they lasted. And I've bought them a few times, but they just don't excite me. And then I end up giving them away. Yeah. So hammered aluminum stuff. Well, I could a, probably take a picture. That might help. A lot of that. I mean, it seems like one use would be like, oh, it's Christmas and <laughs> I made cookies. And so exactly. I, I'm handing you this platter with all the cookies on it. And it's a gift and cookies. Yes. Uh <laughs> And and I could see it being useful for that, but just in day-to-day life, it's not very often that I make a layer cake, or I'm around anybody who makes a a layer cake. Unfortunately. That, you know, you you need to have on a stand and covered and all those kinds of things. Yeah, it's from a different time. And and it's from a a lifestyle that that I just don't, you know. I mean, it's, it's bad enough that I, you know, I'll buy these Pyrex bowls and just, you know, eat fruity pebbles out of them. That's fine. But. Yeah, our breakfast came from the gas station yesterday yeah. before yes. we went yeah. <laughs> before that's, we went to the flea market. So Yeah, yeah. that's twenty seventeen. Yeah, we exactly. obviously don't need that kind of stuff. Right. So that's mine, hammered aluminum things. Yeah. Uh, like Kathleen said, the the thing that got this topic going um was a discussion about the next item, which is um Fire King, Anchor Hawking yeah. Fire King. Um Peach luster. And I I mean, just Google it. You'll see exactly what it looks like. And if like. you've been in a thrift store, you've seen it. You've absolutely seen it. You've walked past it. Yeah. Peach <laughs> peach colored, really uh, iridescent, um, bakeware, dishes, plates, cups. You'll see it in various states of goodness. Like yeah. so that the luster rubs off sometimes. But you'll often see it in almost pristine condition. I think it's so pretty. Like it's so, there's something so that iridescent and. It's striking. Yeah. And not only that is I feel like, again, one town over is really antique and stuff here, Princeton, um, where you can also go to a trading post as a petting zoo. But <laughs> they, um, every, every antique store you walk into, a lot of those flea market booths will have pieces of this peach luster. I never see it sell. No. Um, I mean, it always seems to just kind of sit in the cabinet. I've never 
seen anybody actually use it? No, and I've never been in a thrift store where I've seen somebody, another shopper say, oh my God, I've been looking for a peach Uh luster serving bowl. Yes. Like, you know how sometimes you'll see somebody shopping, get excited about something. Never. Um, And I think one of the reasons why you find it in such good shape is people didn't use it. I think it was good dishes. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, that was your, your high end kind of guest dishes. <laughs> and again, there's, there's something that's so visually appealing about it. One of their patterns on their teacups and in, in around the edge of the plate, they'll have these sort of cut out leaves. Yeah. And I, again, I, I'm always, I, I find it really visually striking and I have no desire to bring it into my house. Yeah. My mom and I were in um, Red Wing, Minnesota, mm-hmm. looking at antique stores when I went to visit her and she had never seen it before and thought it was the coolest looking thing. And yeah, I mean, she was the same way, like, but who would use peach shiny dishes? Like, it's incredible, but mm. who? <laughs> she yeah. kept being drawn back to it every yeah. time we'd see it. But yeah. Could not figure out the story. And I just, I have a feeling that food wouldn't look very good on no, it. No, me either. Especially, like a Salisbury steak. Yes. Well, <laughs> actually, a Salisbury steak would probably look better than a pork chop. Really? Yeah, you put something kind of, you know, grayish on there or I, I'm really not, you know, you're not, I'm not selling this. pork here, No, but yeah. So peach luster is, is absolute top of my list of like, wow, I, I should like you. And I see, I see you all the time. And, and you're affordable. Yes. And I could have a really nice set of dishes of you by now. Yeah. Without too much work. Yeah. But or I bu- don't want them. Right. Yeah. Strange. Um, my second one, so there's this, and I don't know who makes them, but there's um, a design. They're like these leaping deers, you know, kind of that art deco-y style of mm-hmm. glasses, different colors, different sizes. I love them aesthetically. I've looked at them before. I've even occasionally dabbled and bought one or two. I always end up getting rid of them. Yep. Because there's just, I see them and I think they're great. And then I realize that they're just not. Like they're not interesting enough to keep yes, and to assemble. That's another one that I could have had a billion of those glasses by now. Yeah, an entire like, barware set, yeah, basically. In different sizes and colors mm. and but no. Yeah. Um that that's that one's kind of interesting because there's always something out there that's better. Yes. Like there's always Exactly. Right. There's you, cooler, yeah, more interesting. Yeah, as great as it is to have a matching pattern and to see this again, and as lovely a pattern as it is, there's there's something else out there. Um, so my second one, and this is kind of in a different topic, but um, novelty t-shirts. I um, There have been times where I've gone to a thrift store and I've had the patience to look through an entire rack. I have a handful of t-shirts that I bought at thrift stores that I like for whatever reason. Um you can always use, one can always use t-shirts. Um, but I just, I don't have the patience to look through all of them. Um, you know, they're usually crammed in a rack and they're really hard to see. Sometimes they're by color and not size. We've talked about this. Yes. Usually by color and not like, size. Oh, all the purple t-shirts are together. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, I love the idea of like, oh, it's my extensive collection of t-shirts from people's bar mitzvahs or, you yeah. know, whatever. Cause you know, a lot of people would, you'll find those at thrifts or my, um, you know, fraternity 5k fun run. Yeah. Or sorority knockoff band mm. themed t-shirts yes. or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
you, like, you, you could pull off a really decent collection with a lot of specificity if you have the patience to look through that. And that would be a great collection for somebody. That's one of those. It's just, I just don't care. You know, it just doesn't pull me in. Yeah. So that's, that's mine. Um, my third one, vintage scarves. I have hair that's pretty messy mm-hmm. and especially on second day, like if I'm going to try not to shower the next mm-hmm. day, scarves seem like they would be the best thing, like to tie through my hair to kind of, no, one can't pull it off. They don't stay in my hair. And two, anytime I buy a scarf like that, the idea in my head of what it's going to look like and what it actually looks like on me, mm-hmm. it's more like waif who's cleaning your oven as opposed to like hip. Oh, Eastern European charwoman. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Hungarian peasant stock that I am. Yes. As opposed to hip bohemian-esque. Yeah. You know? There is, there it's is, just not good. There is never such good. a fine line between hipster and Eastern block. Yes. Yeah. And I have never tipped on the right side of that fine line. Right. But scarves are inexpensive. They're easy to find. They're easy to clean. Like, there's so many things that are perfect about those. Yes. Overlooked a lot of times. Nope. And you, you could use them for other things, yes. too. Like, the, you know, the thought of having... <laughs> I'm looking up in the air like, what could you use them for, Aaron? <laughs> Tell us, please. Well, you know, you, you put them um, over <laughs> the surface of a table... Get some glass, put that over it. Start telling fortunes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, I keep wanting to put you in Eastern Europe. I'm so sorry. I'm not a Stevie Nicks impersonator. <laughs> that is your problem. Maybe there there is a Stevie Nicks impersonator out there who, <coughs> like, I hope she's getting all the scarves. I do too. Yeah. I'm leaving them for her. Yeah. So my number three is board games, particularly novelty like um, Happy Days, the board game, or, you know, those kinds of things. I, You've dabbled. Yes, I in all these. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm my hands are not clean. <laughs> but, so, you know, I've gotten board games, and the, the truth of the matter is, when you get a board game, they're really, especially if it's a product tie-in or TV show tie-in, there's nothing good or fun about these it's typically you roll the dice you go around the board and it's just like oh Fonzie's pictures are on the back of the card that tells you that you have to go back three spaces or Or we landed at I can't even think of the name of the place Al's Diner we landed at Al's Diner instead of you know Mm -hmm. pass and go or whatever Yeah. yeah so the board games themselves are lame and not fun to play and they take up enough space where it's like, I don't, I just don't, it's, I I wouldn't just feel a a sense of like completeness and satisfaction looking at a shelf full of, you know, 1970s sitcom related board games. You know what though? I will say that I own the great Chicago blizzard board game Uh that I got at a garage sale and I will not part with it. Actually it's at, it's at my mom's place in Wisconsin. So you did part with it. Well, no, I mean, it's just, I never took it with me when I moved away from home. Yeah. Is it fun? I don't know that I've ever played it. Yeah. But I won't part with it. That's fair. My family. It, it's in the family. Well, and that's that's different than seeing something at a thrift store, though. You know, because you grew up with it, you had an attachment I to it. I bought it at a garage sale. Oh, yeah. When it's you were a kid, It's not that though. different. Um, I'm, and I'm, yeah, I mean, a number of... I was a kid during the Great Chicago Blizzard of 1978. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wasn't like an mm-hmm. adult. I'm not a million years old, Eric. I, I remember passing my 60th birthday during that. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh my god. Ugh. So anyway, um, fair enough. But for me, board games, yeah. novelty board games, and I love looking at them at the thrift store, and I'm thrilled to take pictures of them and post them on our Instagram account. Yeah, I L U V thrifting. <laughs> On Instagram, check us out. Nice, that was smooth. I know, super smooth, super smooth. But I, I don't, I don't collect them. Okay. So your um, number four? My number four church potluck cookbooks. We've talked about these before. I think Eric buys them or bought them every once in a while. I'll buy one. Um, they seem like such a great idea. Again, have bought them a few times, looked through them, and thought, no, I, I don't need a Dorito and tater tot casserole. Yeah. Nope, not doing it. So I buy them. I get rid of them. So now I don't buy them anymore. Yeah. I'm not proud, but that's exactly what I eat. So um, there are – I've actually got gotten the cookbooks and tried some recipes out. Some recipes are so – you know, it's like there, there's probably – you know, our, our neighbor Gladys from church, she's sweet. She cooks for people when they're sick. They They appreciate the thought. They just don't eat it. Um, so it's like, oh, I, it's spaghetti with crunchy china noodles on top oh, yeah. and peanut butter. God, each... chow mein noodles really play a vibrant role in those cookbooks. They do, um, which is my point. Mm-hmm. So the, you've really, you've really got to scope through them. That I would not put that on my list. I actually like those. Yeah, I don't actively I collect them. In fact, it's really hard to go into a thrift store and not find one of those. In my That's store. true. It's well, true. Especially here. Yeah. In Wisconsin. So, eh. um, my number four, and this has everything to do with me being completist. And by the way, there's still one Harry Potter book I'm missing in hardcover <laughs> in the, in the dust jacket. So I've, I've got my eyes open, but, um, you know, the Harry Potter books, great find, you know, up on my shelf. But the, the one that I see everywhere I go is the, um, I don't even know who the author is, but they're mystery novels. The first one is A is for Alibi. Um, it's like B is for... Bacchanalia. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know what it's for. Yes. But anyway, she she wrote, I think the entire alphabet's probably I think so. Um, X is for the xylophone of death. I don't know. X-ray. Yeah. Maybe. It would have to be. Yeah. You know, unless she, well, whatever. So she's got the series of books and it's, she goes through the alphabet. There's something that feels so satisfying about a set of stories and you would collect them all and they would sit up on your shelf with, in, in literally alphabetical order. Yeah. With, there, there's something that seems like it should sort of activate the, the completest kind mm-hmm. of collector in me or that I would at least give that a try. You know, pretty much as far back as I can remember thrifting, I've seen these on shelves. Um, and, and often. Yeah. Very often. I, I've never, ever picked one up. And it, it always just vaguely passes through my mind, like, maybe I should check this mm-hmm. out. Um, I would actually be curious if any of you out there have ever read one or more of those. If you could put something <laughs> on the Facebook page about what they're about. How are they? I'm too, I, yeah, I'm too lazy to Google it, and I don't, you know... <laughs> and I, I would want to hear it actually from another thrifter as opposed to whatever wiki site. So yeah, so that's that's my number four. A is for alibi by what whatever that author is. And he's curious, but not that curious, right? 
Um, my last one is art books, sort of with an asterisk, because I mean, there are some that I'm interested in. And when I say art book, I mean like coffee table books, maybe because I have a lot of coffee table books, but I feel like it's one of those things that I'll see at thrift stores and I'll think, this is great value. This was $70 and the pictures are beautiful, but just, uh, no golf courses of, and this is an especially bad example, you know, golf courses of Minnesota, um, Mm -hmm. beautiful cows of North Dakota hinterlands. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them are so weirdly specific that I guess if you're the person who loves the North Dakota hinterlands, it's perfect for you. But lots of them I just look at and think like, oh, I don't care how much like this was or what a good value or how pretty the photos are. No. So when you're when it's you're not saying, good enough. Well, when you're saying art books, you're talking about coffee table books. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. Really. I said art books when we were Yeah. So when thinking you, about our list. Right. When you said art coffee table. Right. When you said art books, I thought you were talking more about like, oh, Monet, a retrospective. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I, those I just pass up. Oh, see, in a lot of those, um, if I find one, I got a Salvador Dali one, and it's kind of nice, it's big and oversized, mm-hmm. and the pages are really colorful. If it's somebody who I'm kind of interested in, I like the idea of just, oh, I have this artist up on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, the the problem is I never, if there's one thing I love, it's WPA art. Yeah. I love WPA art, and there's, I never, ever have run into a book in a thrift store that's like WPA mm-hmm. art. Um, it very well may be that I've passed up books from artists mm-hmm. who I would love it if I just bent over to that bottom shelf because they're always on the bottom shelf and you know opened up the book and like the art really would have spoken to me or whatever the case is. But um, yeah, I'll, those kind of art books I, I would absolutely mm-hmm. buy. Um, I for whatever I should look for those as we're talking about this. I yeah. should look harder for those. Yeah. Next time we go. Yeah. Next time you're in the city. In yep. a couple weeks. Yep, a few weeks, which is probably when we'll be recording yes. again. Yeah, probably will be. So, What's your last one? Uh, my last one, number five, is uh, figurines. And I put that in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that its sole purpose is to sit on a shelf and look good. <coughs> you know, I'll buy uh, planters willy-nilly. Just and, – and, you know, I never put anything in the planters. So effectively, they, they're they figurines. They are figurines. Yeah, they're basically figurines. There's something about something that its sole purpose is to just sit there. Mm-hmm. The the only thing – and this is probably really easily challenged. I'm probably totally wrong about this. But I feel like nothing should serve a purpose of just looking good except for something you're going to hang on a wall. I feel like, like a, you know, if you're going to have a figurine, it should be a planter or a paperweight. Although, let's be honest, who needs Any, paperweights? Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. any figurine could be a paperweight. Again, Almost anyone could be a paperweight. Yeah. Again, I said this was pretty easily challenged. Okay. But, um, Consider it challenged. <laughs> and Done. I'm defeated. So the... Uh, yeah, the notion of go, going to a thrift store and even if something's interesting or weird or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, I don't think I've ever bought something that was just like a, a quote hmm. figurine. I think they're... Well, I'm doing that for the both of us. Oh, you've gone a little figurine heavy? Not heavy, but I, yeah. I have. The 
when you've done it, it's like, oh, uh, you know, those chalk. Yeah. Um, chalkware. Chalkware. Uh, I have a tiny horse that I bought once that I just. Yeah. I mean, it's like so tiny. I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that Google thinks I'm an 85 year old woman, (laughs) um, you know, based on, on my tastes and, and all those kinds of things that, that is a bridge too far. Like once I'm like, if it ever pops into my head that like, wow, I really need a curio cabinet. Like I know, (laughs) I I know it's a bridge too far. I'm not, I'm just not that, that person, you know? And I, I think, um. You know, it's it's great, kind of, if, if other people do it. I just can't, I can't wrap my head around yeah. getting getting something that isn't, you know, two dimensional art that you I, would throw up on the wall. I understand it's yeah. okay. I'm getting really emphatic. You really are. Yeah. I know. And now I'm looking around this room trying to find something that's just a figurine, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm not finding it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing that has the sole purpose of just being decorative. No. Or that was designed with the sole purpose of just being decorative that doesn't hang on a wall. Other than you. Oh, you. You don't hang on a wall. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. What do you think? Do you have things that you feel this way about? That you've been to the thrift store and think, wow, in some parallel universe, I'm really into this. Maybe that you've even dated once and then realized, <laughs> no. We're not doing this again. I picked it up at the thrift store and it turns out it's just not a good match. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one time at Taco Bell, that's, that's yeah. it. We're never going out again. Right. I don't know why I picked Taco Bell. I'm not even hungry. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll be recording again in about three weeks. Yeah. And just as a, uh, kind of a glimpse into this, um, into our next topic. Can I do this? Yeah. Whatever okay. you want. Um, our next topic is going to be the exact opposite of this. Things that you shouldn't love, but you just do. Ooh. Yeah. Bad boyfriend. Bad. Bad boys that, that you just can't say no to. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So Eric already plugged um, Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Some people have, have liked us recently. Oh, so yeah. Hey, thanks. Nice. It's always glad to have, we're always glad to have you there. Yeah. Post photos of your finds. We love that. And we will post photos of what we're talking about. Including the kittens. Yeah. Well, our finds of the week we'll post. The other stuff, we'll probably just have to post stock photos because we don't have them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, nice talk, India. Yep. See Take you, care. See Bye. you in a few weeks. Thanks for listening.